Welcome to episode 154 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. It seems like once one fringe season ends, another begins at least the process of applying to festivals. And you probably noticed if you're in the theater world at all that we've been inundated with notifications about uh, festival lotteries uh, starting up. And I've gotten mine in and uh, to, uh, well, the one that I'm, I'm going to be applying for. I'm going to go for the Toronto Fringe again. Uh, hopefully this year I'll be able to bring the commandment to Toronto in a way that, that works out for me. And uh, if you have a show that you're wanting to do, hopefully the lottery works out in your favor. I was going to apply for more festivals, but um, unfortunately real life gets in the way and I am faced with moving. And so to have uh, the uh, lottery fees and, and, and actually fringe fees come in at the same time as uh, I'm needing to, to pack up, pay rent, and, and move. Uh, those are expenses that I could not put together. So unfortunately, I'm only going to be trying for the one festival. Uh, and hopefully next year I can do try to do uh, some more. Um, what are you uh, looking for? What, what shows do you have in the go? Are you applying to some Fringe festivals? If you are, I want to hear about it. Remember that you can drop me a line by finding Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod. You can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. And if you want to drop me a line directly, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PhilRickaby. And my website is PhilRickaby.com. If you like the podcast, I really do hope that you'll leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Because your ratings and comments do help new people find the show, or even better, as I've said before, you know, if you think, if you know somebody that you think will like the show, please tell them about it. Because some of my favorite podcasts became my favorites because somebody I knew told me about them. Oh, I just got new buttons, by the way. And if you're interested in having a button, drop me a line. Let me know. Uh, it's a stage-worthy button, little stage-worthy logo. It's a one-inch uh, uh, round button. And if you're interested, let me know, and I'll do my best to get it to you. Uh, my guests this week are Zazu Oki and Vince Dalius from Theater Nadana's Gods Like Us, which runs from November 8th until November 17th at the Factory's Theater Studio in Toronto. Um, if you could just each of you give me like your name and uh, tell me what you're doing on on the show uh, uh, Gods Like Us. Great. Uh, my name is Vince Deulis, and I'm a co-writer, co-creator, producer, and performer in Gods Like Us. Nice. Yeah, and uh, same. My name is Zazu. <laughs> I am whatever he just said. <laughs> um, this and I go way back uh, in, mm -hmm. in, a, in a dual performance with Out in the Open. Um, a play written it, by David, ago, yeah, ago? by David Duvall. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, the the theater that put it up was to be determined theater. I guess they still trying to figure out the name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, and ever since you know yeah. Vince is a smart guy. He's, <laughs> he's he's studious. He's very um, innate with his you know it, the world, hmm. and he wants wow. to to uh, delve in with the 
he likes to learn a lot yeah. about different cultures and 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 he, he finds me very You're supposed intriguing. Supposed to be talking about you. You're supposed yeah, to be talking about he you. He finds me. <laughs> Vince, Vince finds me very intriguing. <laughs> what what is it that Vince? I mean, let's just ignore Vince for a second. Yeah. What, is, what, is, what is Vince? Think is so intriguing about you? In That's a good thing, yo. He, he, it, uh, Vince, uh, he he loves my background. He loves uh, the person I am, I guess, and I love him for that. Um, and he he loves that I, I was born in Africa and mm. I actually lived there. And uh, he loves the fact that I'm able to grasp the concept of being Canadian. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, and so looking to my past and telling him my story he finds that very intriguing you know and he he he's very sensitive to to everyone hmm. that you want to say and so he created this idea it's like you know we should write a play together we should we should do something i'm like yeah sure no problem and this guy here just balls it just goes <laughs> takes it by the horn just goes with it and yeah. just creates this whole you know he used this opportunity this a hundred a hundred years of amethyst to like create a play um and then because i'm african i'm nigerian he's like how about world war what happened in world war in africa i'm like buddy i have no clue what happened not a cent not an ounce no one told me nothing all i know is that like i'm african i'm here <laughs> yeah it's funny it's interesting because you know uh, i was looking at your description uh, of the play and you know when we're taught about World War One, we're taught about we're taught Belgium, we're taught France, Germany, you know, Canada, Canada, yeah, you know, but we're not taught about the the African theater yeah. in terms of in terms of the war. Yeah. Um, in fact, the only time I've ever really seen that mentioned is I watched the 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 BBC Canada Canadian the like the big miniseries The Great War. Okay. And they go into that. They do, okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'll have, like to, I'll have to watch it, yeah. It is a, it's a slog, by the way. Yeah. It's like okay. 12 episodes. It's 12 like episodes, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the footage and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it's it's so rare that we talk about the fact that World War One happened yeah. in Africa as well as these other places. Yeah. Um, is that is that what is that what drew you to it? The fact that we we don't know that story? Yeah, essentially. Uh, so I was in a show last November called Echoes of the War by J M Barry, and it was uh, it's basically families, British families during before the First World War, after the outbreak of the First World War, and then kind of during near the end of the First World War. Mm. These three short plays kind of stuck together. And when I was in that show, and that was a great experience. But when I was in that show, I was like, I wonder, like. I know I kind of know about this stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not saying anything that I don't know. Yeah, there's a bit of history that I'm learning and new things that I'm discovering. But overall, like I know like a lot of young young men from Britain and from Canada and from all these mm. European countries were kind of it, it conscripted or enlisted and, and went to this war. Um, but what what else was happening? And my uncle gave me a book called um, uh, The World's War by David Olusoga, which is also a BBC um, short series. And, and that talks about, um, David Olisoga is from Nigeria and mm. he lives in, in London mm. now. And it, so that talks about the other perspectives, like the Indian soldiers mm. and the African soldiers and kind of every other country because, and the, like the title of the book is the world's war. And it makes yeah. you think about that. This was a global conflict. There were Australians that were going to the war. There were, mm -hmm. you know, Africans, there were a bunch of different countries that we, that, that went to this war, died for this war, mm. died for the cause. And yet they're just forgotten by history Not because we know that. yeah we know about the western front and the british and, mm -hmm. and nothing there's nothing to take away from that but to say that there are all these other stories that are that we can discover and so yeah. that was really interesting for me to to, to start but to be that. to be frank also with uh with all that all those teachings like i i lived in africa till i was nine and and uh i even 
I called my dad um, when Vince wanted to inquire what happened in uh, in, in Africa and when the world was happening. Mm-hmm. I called my dad. I'm like, Dad, uh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, well, I don't know. He says, I don't know. He's like, I know mm-hmm. that your uncle or one of your uncles, your great, great, one of your great uncles, actually, no, one of your great uncles, yes, no. His uncle, so that would be my <laughs> my great uncle. Um, three, six of them enlisted. Wow. Mm. Yeah, um, and uh, he says they were all written in books, but we, but these books are kept somewhere that we don't know where he is. I'm like, mm. Dad, can you access it? He's like, I don't know. Mm. I, I can't access it. I'm like, why not? If you just told me someone has it, <laughs> right? He's like, Well, I don't know those people. Oh, not our people. Like, <laughs> so so I, I I am left with the impression that that uh. Even Africa itself doesn't talk mm. about it, um, about the war. So it's it's it happened. There's a book about it. Yeah. It's, it's it's there, but it's it's not taught, mm-hmm. you know. And so I feel like there's there's information that yeah. needs to be, you know. I don't think the whole world needs to know about Africa or Nigeria and World War, but I feel like it's even in Africa yeah. that they aren't teaching that history, you know. And, and I think that's something that like. You know, we should know that history. Sure. You know. I mean, I, I, the, I know the reason why we teach it here. Because it's, uh, we're, we're, it's of course. It's the, it's, it's. We're the hero. It, well, also, it is like the world, in our mythology in Canada, World War One is when we became a nation. Mm-hmm. That's the, mm-hmm. that's when that happened yeah. for us. Was That's yeah. when we stood on the world stage and said, we're a nation. Yeah. That's right. And, Proved ourselves. That's right. You know. <laughs> in the forefront. Yeah. yeah but. <laughs> I mean, Africa and Nigeria, it doesn't occupy that, that same no. that same Because we're colonized the whole time. Yes, yeah. So, so what, what was it to brag about? Well, it's the same for the, for the Indian, like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Indian uh, uh, soldiers. Yeah. They, like they, it's not a big thing for them. They were colonized too. Yeah. They were like, it's no. not like, how much, how much option did they have to, to, to go and fight in this war? Right. And I think that's what we're talking about yeah. here is what were, what were the options well, yeah, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then and then not only that, what were the options for those who were Africans? Mm. You know, the blacks. Yeah, you know, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. Because at that time, there's still racism going on. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you get a, a? How do you how do you tell a slave to go fight for you yeah. in a war without backlash? Well, it's not like that slave can necessarily they can <laughs> say no. Can they, can they not? They, can they? I don't can, know. Can they not? And I, I think that, and that's why that people need to come. Yeah. That's why people need to come see the show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> because <laughs> can they say no? Is the question. What mm. would happen if you have a bunch of slaves going to war with them? Would yeah. they rebel? Mm. Would they shoot you? You giving them yeah. guns? Yeah. 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 You giving them guns? Gun is power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's all these questions that arise, and and and, and Vince has been studious and doing all this research, and and you know and. And I've learned a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. And so, again, the play does dive in and, and, and help answer some of those questions. Hopefully, people can understand mm. from that. Interesting. Yeah. One of the things that you said earlier that I, I kind of want to jump on, yeah. uh, and I really wanted to, 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 to ask about it, <clears throat> is about uh, your experience with Vince. And you mentioned that Vince is interested in the fact that you can grasp being Canadian. Yes. And I'm curious what you mean by Being that. Canadian? Yeah, um, because you could be typical, you know, we all have our stereotypes. Yeah. There's stereotypes. You can be a stereotype, uh, a, a typical white man. You can be a typical yeah. Mexican. Yeah. You can be typical. But I don't see myself as being typical mm-hmm. uh, as an individual. And I think that's what it, what I mean mm. about that. Because uh, a Canadian isn't typical. 
<laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I'm curious what you mean by by that. Just like to, to yeah, go just keep going. Just keep going. Ramble on. Not because um, you know, uh, we Canadians, uh, we we accept. Mm-hmm. We, we we like to accept, and and that's me. I feel like I accept other people for yeah. who they are, mm-hmm. as as a race, as mm-hmm. a person, as someone who has their own value and ideology. Mm-hmm. And Vince is an exemplar person of that, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so um. That's what a true Canadian really is. Is, yeah. is we're willing to accept all the cultures, and then mm-hmm. that's why we're so multi- multicultural. Because yeah, yeah. I know a lot of black people who aren't accepting of the white race. Yeah. I know a lot of black people who aren't accepting of Indian race or other races. Yeah. In fact, I know Indians that aren't accepting of their own people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so uh, to be a true Canadian is is to understand other people, their perspective, mm. um, and 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 accept it for what they, what it is in face value and without prejudgment. Yeah. Right, yeah. and so and, and I think that's what 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 it is. Um, awesome. I'm trying to hammer it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, so, Vince, we talked a little bit. You were yeah. here uh, just a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about another show. So we talked a little bit about about your theater background, and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So Zazu, you're new to this. So uh, one of the things <laughs> that I like to do is I, I like to talk to people. I like to find out what your theater origin story is. Mm-hmm. Like if we are. If, if people who make theater were the superheroes of our story, like, what is your origin story? What made you want to do this? Theater? Yeah. I've been doing theater since high school. Mm. Actually, since middle school. Mm, high school. Because middle school, I came here and I was going, no, actually, middle school. Yeah, since middle school. Because I was Sebastian. Ah, I was Sebastian okay. in middle school. Yeah. And and that was my first um, play of the stage. I was, uh, you know, in Shakespeare. And, and you know, I, I, I again, I, when I came came from came from Nigeria to Canada, I was fresh off the boat. Like mm. English was bad. Like I'll give you an example. Um, my first day in school, cause my English was broken. I had blo- I understood English, but I was broken. So I speak like this. Like how 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 are you today? And so things were just broken. Like, like yeah, you yeah, understand. Yeah. So um, I went to ask the teacher cause she wanted us to write in sentence, and I asked her, how do you spell day? Mm. Day, can you? I say, ma'am, how do I spell? I, I, I went, ma'am, miss, can I? Can you please spell day? She like it depends on which day. I'm like, okay. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my sentence is, um, she says day as in D A Y. Okay. So that was the so um so when I wrote down my sentence, it was supposed to say T H E Y. Yes. But I. I wrote the sentence and went, and I and I said, and they, so and they came over, yeah, to my house. Yeah. So my spelling was and d a y came over, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it 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 was it was a a, a learning curve, yeah, right? Yeah. And so theater, I I didn't allow that to prevent me from expressing myself and who I am as mm. an individual because I lacked understanding of language. So theater was a great way in middle school to actually help me to express myself even more and create. Mm. Yeah. And so I always loved creating because in Africa, I, I drew in sand. I was drawing. People was like, he's going to be an artist. And everyone's always <laughs> like, oh, look, he's such a good drawer. You know, he's going to be an artist. So I always thought it was going to be a painter or, or a drawer or a sketch, some of those sketches. So I always sketched. And then I came to Canada and learned theater. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what is this? You know, because as a young child in Africa, you don't get you don't get to see theater. Mm. You see TV, mm-hmm. right? But you never know how to get on TV. You right? Know? Yeah. No one teaches those things, right? And so when I came to Canada, I learned about theater, and, and my teacher says, 
Hey, you tried this, and I tried it. Like, oh, you're natural. You know, <laughs> give it, you smashed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so ever since then, I, I love theater, and I've always been a part of theater. And um, I, I never took it seriously until I actually went when I was in high school. Mm. Even then, I thought I was going to become an animator because I always thought I kept drawing and sketching yeah. and stuff like that. Then I I served a mission on my church, and it just hit me. I need to create life. I just need to just perform. Mm. I'm a performer. And so I've ever since I went I went to theater school, I went to Brock University, yeah. studied theater. Nice. Um and and then after I graduated, my first play was with Vince. We toured out and opened together. Nice. I just been great. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. I'm kinda of transitioning to film I'm kinda of, you know, backstabbing theater. But <laughs> you know, theater has a special part of my heart, you know, and so yeah. it, creating this is it's just been been great. Um right now I'm working with um with a world-renowned um, comedian yeah. uh, known by uh, the name of... I'm blanking. I don't know why I'm blanking. Uh, his, his name is... To the drum roll. Um, Jay Martin. He's a, he's a world-renowned comedian. And he's this is the second time I'm doing this show with him. It's a, it's a theater dinner show. Mm. Um, and it's called Commission Kofi um, uh, Wedding. And so it's when Africa meets Jamaica. Mm. So when... Coming to America means uh, Zaka, Zaka Zulu, whatever it is. <laughs> and, and pretty much, it, it's like an African man and a Jamaican. Mm. The cultural clash. Yes. Right? Mm. The differences. And so, and so, it's... If you come and watch this, <laughs> it's like... It's like it's like you're watching a big Madea Madea film and it's just blown up, you know. And so it's pretty epic. And so I, I just I love theater and every opportunity I have to play mm. on the stage, I'm there. Yeah, I think Canada is one of those one of the few places where you can. Uh, well, I don't know about. I think you do it in England too. Yeah. I'm sort of bothered that from, borrowed that from England yeah. where you can do theater and film and television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the states is like, well, they're starting. People are starting to do like now. Film people are doing television and. Occasionally, people do th- do theater, but there there seem to have previously been these uh, walls between what you do. Yeah, um, and and in Canada, it's just like we're just doing everything. Yeah, that's it. We're, yeah. Just, yeah. we're just gonna do it all. We're accepting. That's right. Yeah. 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 Accept it. <laughs> so, you guys co-wrote this together. Yeah. And what does that process look like in terms of in terms of uh, writing with somebody? Sure. Uh, so I guess what a lot of what I. Because I, I haven't been to Nigeria, I haven't, I wasn't around during the First World War, so I did a lot of the like historical um, research on the mm-hmm. piece to kind of find out more mm-hmm. about um, what was going on historically in, there. And but we didn't want, we decided from the beginning, we didn't want to uh, do a historical drama. We didn't want to come up and be like, this is exactly what happened in Nigeria yeah, yeah. during the First World <clears throat> War, because uh, nobody wants to see that. What, what interests people and what makes theater interesting is, uh, is emotion, right? Yeah. It's about the, the story and the conflict, the personal conflicts that happen between people. And so that's when we started to influence and when, when I leaned on Zazu more for the, uh, like the cultural references, the traditional re- references, the things that make Nigerian, Nigeria Nigerians and like the traditional, all the traditional elements that I would have no idea about. Yeah. Um, and so that's when, so like, for example, there's, um, there's a song that's sang during the show and that's not something that you can look up. I mean, you can, I guess, but that's, 
it's <coughs> that's why that's why you talk to someone like Zazu who mm-hmm. who was, grew up there and was sang these songs and, mm-hmm. and yeah sure maybe the song won't be historically accurate to that time or, or whatever but the song is still a Nigerian song it's still an African song that was sung to children that's what's important yeah. and I think audience members who are African or Nigerian or not will will maybe recognize this song and and that's the kind of thing that'll be interesting and important um, but the thing is culturally. With, with even that. Um, anything that Africans do is so traditional that it stems from eons. Mm. Like, so even the song that sang, if a hundred years from now, it was probably sang because mm-hmm. it's just passed on yeah. from yeah. generation to generation. Mm. It's something that's never lost. That's why Africans are very rooted in their culture and tradition. Mm. So, Amazing Grace has always been Amazing Grace. It's mm. never changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, way no other is always way. You know, it's just all certain songs that just never change, and yeah. most of the melodies will never change, mm. and a lot of us will never change. Mm. They'll always be the same because it's just passed on. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, and like, um, and for example, like Zazu was talking about how he called his dad when when he had a question about something, or he calls his mom, or he calls his sisters. Like having having that connection to Nigeria and, and being able to talk to people from yeah. that community. Is something that is going to elevate the piece that much more, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I can I can write a piece about you know this very this very uh, textbook story of Nigeria in the First World War, yeah. but but to add that level, that's that's what what Zazu really brings to the mm. to the production. What yeah. makes it what makes it alive? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it, one of the you, you mentioned the, the like it's history, but it's not historical. It's not. Yeah. It's not like this yeah. happened and this happened. Yeah. yeah. Which is always the, the, the difficulty with, mm-hmm. with, with, with writing something historical. There's the, the, the two desires to tell the good story and also to be historically accurate. Yeah. You cannot necessarily do both because <laughs> yeah. history, accurate history, kind of boring. Yeah, gotta, exactly. Yeah. You got to jump some things. People be like, yeah. no, actually, that took years. Yeah. Yes, that did take years, but that's boring. Welcome yeah. to the theater. Welcome yeah. to the theater. We have to make hey. yeah. Yeah. Yes. You can't be here for five hours, No, buddy. no, no. No, and even then, like, come on. Um, and, did you struggle with with the uh, the like what is what do we what needs to be accurate and what doesn't or were you just like fuck it let's just do what we <laughs> I, need to I think that was one of the struggles yeah um but but Vince was cl- had a clear understanding of like what how you know he he knew that there was a topic and a challenge at hand mm. um and and we want to. Sh- to, to send a clear message. Mm. So having two characters in a setting with that clear message, mm. putting them in that, that clear message being sent from that world, yeah. from that historical um, background, I guess, telling that story of with two characters yeah. really solves the, all that, all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it's, 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 it's two individuals interacting in that, in that world per se. Yeah. Something that might happen, might not happen, but, but by also sending a clear message of what did happen. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. It does. One of the things I love about, about theater is that you can do something with just two people. Mm-hmm. And all you have to figure out is if there's a conflict, why doesn't one of them leave? If you can yeah. figure out why one of them doesn't leave, <laughs> yeah. you've got some awesome theater. Yeah. And, and and that kind of like just having two people who yeah. are stuck together yeah. is, a, is a great opportunity to, 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 to have some real drama. Yeah. Um, what would you say, both of you, what would you say your, your biggest challenge in creating this show was? Aside from the, the, the question of history over story, mm-hmm. what was the, the most difficult thing? Um, 
I think, I think, yeah, I mean, it comes making it general, but specific, I think mm. would be, would be the hardest part. Cause I, cause yeah, like the, again, I mean, I know you said not to talk about it, but the, the history yeah, yeah, yeah. and trying to, trying to talk about the whole country, the mm. whole conflict, but at the same time not being able to. And so what do you focus on? Yeah. What, what do you think pe- will resonate with people the most was, was it, and continues to be the big challenge of this show is like, how do you make something as big as a world war fit into two people mm-hmm. in 80 minutes on stage yeah. and, and make it important and make it resonate. And I think, yeah, finding like the specific in the general and, but still keeping it general enough that, yeah. um, that you learn about a lot of things. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, like for to be honest, I think um, the the most challenging part was was like having to like because I'm so busy. I have three kids. <laughs> I'm 28. Three yeah, kids yeah, yeah. under three. Yeah. Oh jeez, man. Right, and yeah. and and Vince is a, is a single man, always <laughs> always working. Yeah, yeah. Because he has just had that time to yeah, work yeah, yeah. and work and work, and you know. And I lived in Brampton, he lived in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the the challenge part was was just when do we meet up? How mm. how when are you free? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so that, I think that was, was the most challenging mm-hmm. aspect in creating this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that you were talking about, about, uh, you know, just generally dealing with, like, make it encompassing a whole world war mm-hmm. and, and all of that is, is the other side of it is that a war that doesn't really exist in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because first off, there are no surviving uh, soldiers yeah. from that war, and um, there's also a lot less uh, historical record mm-hmm. because the any film that we have is is choppy, like hand cranked, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, black and white yeah. stuff. Whereas World War Two yeah. has a lot of of film, a lot of sound. It's got so mm-hmm. much stuff going on. It's yeah. it's more documented, yeah. and so we've largely forgotten about the war in popular culture yeah. except to, of course when all of a sudden wonder woman takes place in world war one yeah the movie yeah um but uh largely we don't yeah. we don't we don't deal with it yeah. and yet the impact is everywhere that you go yeah. in canada yeah. every small and i know what anytime i go through a small town like in the center of the town there's a cenotaph yeah, yeah. you know and you you start to realize as you go around the country this hit every little town yeah. you know and and yet we're not we're not thinking about it yeah. we don't in fact we would think the numbers are staggering yeah. casualties and things like yeah. that and that's another thing that yeah. we don't we don't realize because we're so far removed from it yeah. so far yeah a hundred years which is yeah. a lot yeah 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 um was when you were looking at things to include were you like were you thinking about what does the audience need to know in order to understand what's happening here? Or, or are you just like assuming a certain amount of knowledge? Um, I think, I think normally you could lean on that. You could lean on, Oh, they know this, they know that. But I think considering, um, this is a story that, you know, even finding research texts mm-hmm. on was a, was a challenge in itself. So I imagine if it's that hard to get the information, mm-hmm. for people to know the information is even that that further step. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's finding what 
what are those obscure things that no one knows and maybe no one needs to know or cares about? What do those things need to be told to influence this story and to make them understand the circumstance of Nigeria, of yeah. this section of time? Because mm. it takes place once we're into the war. It's not the beginning of the war. It's not the end of the war. It's kind of that middle period yeah. of the war. So so even the people in the story know about the war. Um, so they can talk about it from that point of view. But it's, yeah, I guess in terms of um, what the audience needs to know, we kind of have, we kind of open the show with a bit of um, like a prologue yeah. to, to kind of get people up to speed because Zazu, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think it was important, but Zazu felt that like, and it's, and he made a good point of you need to kind of give that information first. And then when we touch on it again later on mm-hmm. in the story, then it's like, oh yeah, it doesn't take them, it doesn't take the audience that minute to be like, what are they talking about? And yeah. it takes you out of the story because you already know it. And now it's just reinforcing it through the action that's happening. Yeah. Um, so that was a really good point and that's something that we've that we've constantly um struggled with is like finding out which bits of information are important and which bits of information are important and interesting yes um, yeah, yeah, to yeah. The show. yeah yeah i think um on that topic that like whenever we're me and vincent together and and we're having to explain the show to someone <laughs> vince will go into this like <laughs> this like i like like, don't you know? Lecture, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah don't yeah, you yeah. know? And, and my head, I'm like, I don't think they know. Like, yeah. they have no clue. Like, yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so, I know in theater, we're supposed to show respect to the audience and, 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 and respect their understanding, mm-hmm. their knowledge. You have yeah. to. Right? And so, you don't, you're not supposed to dumb it down. Yeah. A piece like this that lacks, that even us lack knowledge mm-hmm. in, yeah. even us ex- explaining with a prologue or anything like that, it's not treat them with disrespect or anything yeah. like that. It's, it's to give them the knowledge that requires them to fully grasp and question yeah. mm-hmm. and, and also like leave them with question marks also without really being lost. We don't yeah. want to lose them. Yeah. We want to keep them intrigued but not lost. Yeah. Right? We want to make them question but not like, you know, no. We want them, sorry, I should, I should quote myself, repeat myself properly. We want them to wonder, not question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah we yeah, want yeah. you to wonder more and, and like, okay, how about this, you know? So, um, he would, he would educate people and I'm like, Vince, <laughs> let's not educate them anymore and create this prologue that will help them understand yeah. what you want to explain, mm-hmm. right? Because if you have to explain it to everyone every time, then yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to be lost. Yeah. No, we don't want to lose anyone. It's, it's so true because you, you know, like we were saying, this is like World War One, not particularly thought of in the popular culture. If it was not the 100th anniversary yeah. coming up of the end of the war, and we haven't had like four years of like World War One, people yeah. talking about it, like yeah. all this stuff, yeah. it would still be completely out of mind for most people. Yeah. And I think it still is for most people. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. You know, the common so, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a history nerd, so that I, I eat this stuff up. Yeah. But most people, yeah. like, what's on TV? Like, yeah. have I seen this? Like, what's my frame of reference? Yeah. Um, but you also have, from what I, from what I see in in your description, is there's an inherent culture shock. Mm-hmm. Or in terms of, of like misunderstanding, because you have you're a Canadian re- recruiter yeah. who's approaching a Nigerian farmer. Yeah. Two very different experiences. <laughs> yeah. And also one person who who ultimately knows what yeah. what what is ahead, mm-hmm. and one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so are you are you obviously there's like just by the premise there's yeah. two people who aren't are going to understand each other off the bat. Yeah. Um, is that, was that important to explore? 
Yeah, I think uh, when we were exploring how to tell this story, there was a lot of options, um, and we were trying to think of like what what's the what's the best one, what's the easiest one. Um, do, do we have? Is it just two soldiers like mm. at the front talking about this? Is it two people who have no reference to the war and they're just kind of like talking about what they think it is like? Mm. Um, and that's when we kind of I, I I've been reading this um, this great book called Nigeria in the First World War and it's, it talks about all like the history and all the boring stuff that Zazu says I always talk about. <laughs> but in, that, in that book, some of the most important stuff is that it, it talks about um, like Nigeria had only been. Uh, a country. It was before that was a northern and southern protectorate. It had only been a country for eight months before the outbreak of the First World War. Nigeria, mm. Like January, they became, they started like amalgamating the northern and southern and trying to figure out how that worked. And then war breaks out. And so you have this country and, and like all the, obviously all the British and uh, officers are going up to the front to fight and, and, and fight for their country. And so, so it's a very stripped down uh, leadership in, in Nigeria mm-hmm. to kind of control. Control the, the masses, and so what? Um, what the leadership there was constantly telling Britain is we can't uh, we can't conscript people here. We can't force anyone to fight because we'll get a rebellion and and we'll lose Nigeria. And so so the story here is they needed to recruit people. Right. They needed to ask them for their help or convince them that they needed their help. And yeah. and then there's this obviously there's this balance of up until now we've been convincing you that we're that we're gods essentially we're higher than you we're more important than you don't like white people can't die you know like yeah. we're we're invincible and now we're set we're coming down and saying okay now we need your help to and this is a big thing like we need you to kill potentially kill other white people you know we need you to we need you to kill these people that we've been telling you are invincible so and even then there was rules set in place in order to kill a white man of course right mm-hmm. so that those Proved to be challenging, especially when you meet a wise man that understands that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah a lot of the pushback that um, that the leadership in Nigeria was getting was from the educated Nigerians, like the Nigerians who had gone to London, gone to school, the the educated elite who were who were being disrespected by um, by the colonialists mm. and and because you know like oh you want to be like us but you're not ever going to be like us and right? so yeah. but then the, the educated Nigerians were like well we thought by doing this you would respect us and it, no yeah. so that so there's that whole element as well that kind of like feeds into this story um, but so you so you have to talk about like that recruitment process and that's why we figured that that mm-hmm. was a good place to yeah. kind of because you could Sitting. talk about the yeah. history you could talk about um, the 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 culture um, and you can talk about uh, the country coming into its own. Well, it, this takes place in uh, 1917. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's that's important like the, to note. that's yeah. important to note because yeah. that's you know when 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 you know in 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 British in the British world when the war started, yeah. everybody was just going. Yeah. By the time you're at this point in the war, yeah. you're like, okay, we're not. People aren't volunteering anymore because yeah. most of them dead. Yeah, and, they were dying, and, and and the other ones missing limbs. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Like you're the British, the like the Allies there. They are desperate for people. Yeah. Um, but also this this recruiter yeah. knows all of that. <laughs> yeah. And how do you then convince yeah. Yeah. somebody? <laughs> Do you, 
Yeah. Like, do you lie? Yeah. You can say, no, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Nothing, nothing bad can happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's the thing, right? Like you have to, um, in the show, it's, it's the tactics that, mm-hmm. that are used to kind of convince this person. It's like, yeah, you, there's a bit of lying. There's a bit of truth telling. There's mm-hmm. a bit of honesty. And then, and essentially that's why, um, the farmer, the Nigerian character has, has this conflict, like, essentially is this huge conflict to consider. Um, and at the same time, like, so does the, so does the Canadian, like he, like the recruitment, there's a lot of, there's a lot at stake. Yeah. So, so there, so especially when he's affected own. by, by, uh, by something that a trauma that happened in, yeah. in when he was in the brown yeah, battle yeah. form. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, in terms of in terms of Zezu, in, in from from your perspective, um, what is like what is the struggle of of the farmer? It's a good question. The farmer's struggle. Um, he's he's grounded. The farmer is very grounded, yeah. um, and he he seems to have a clear understanding of what's happening in the surrounding, and he has a great great um, great value to tradition and mm-hmm. culture and. And when he's approached by the by the recruiter, he he's a bit calm because he understands that when he's being attacked, when a shark, you know, when a shark attacks a, a fish, you know, <laughs> he the fish if this fish moves a bit is yeah. mm, gone, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he himself he's playing he has to, he he's put a resort a reserve mm-hmm. and um and. His conflict is, 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 do I, um, pretty much use my intelligence, my, my wisdom to, to help this cause, or do I not, mm. or do I use it to just better my mm. own people? Mm. And I think that's where his conflict really yeah, is, okay. because he cares for mankind. But and he has no hatred in him, but he also doesn't want to be caught in a trap where he knows that they're out to get him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, he'll help you, but you're gonna backstab him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the process, mm. right? And mm-hmm. so th- I think that where where he's left at, especially when his whole family has a history with the war. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And so you guys are you guys open on November seventeenth. We open yeah. on the ninth. Oh, the ninth. Yeah, on the ninth. On the ninth. Until the the seventeenth. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, and you're at the the factory theater, mm-hmm. which is a great little intimate stage yeah. to be like to 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 put uh, two people on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at, we're we're uh, actually converting. It's the studio, and we're converting it to the alley. To oh, an alley okay. configuration. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. we think that'll be exciting. So you like you can have the audience on both sides. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I saw a show. I saw Rob Kempson's trigonometry mm-hmm. in the studio mm-hmm. in an alley, and and alley shows in general just add that because you can see people watching the show while you're watching the show. So yep. you get like you get what you get, and then you also see people reacting to what you're seeing. Yeah. So there's that whole extra element that I love, and yeah. so when we were talking about this piece, that was a big thing for me was to have that configuration. Yeah. I've seen a few show. shows. A few shows use that, mm-hmm. um, and. It's usually really dynamic. I've only seen one show where yeah. I don't think they wanted to do that. Their show was not particularly great. And so mm. looking across, you would see people like looking at the lights. Yeah. You yeah. see, when you see people like, looking at them, you're like, yeah. okay, that's not what they wanted us to do. Exactly, yeah. But, but the, there's a certain, there is definitely yeah. when 
when you have an audience on both sides, um, you're also compressing the audience space, which is sort of like yep. pushing in yeah. the, the performance space, which means that it's more intimate, mm-hmm. which is, I always think it's, that's a great way to do theater. Yeah. Like, like really Put like me in up it. with yeah. people. Yep. Let me hang out with oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you, know? <laughs> you want to like, I love, I don't like, I don't want to be too far away. Yeah. When somebody is like, when the actor is like practically on top of you, yeah, and you like you see everything, it's so you can't disengage, which is one of the great things about yeah. theater. Yes. Um, is there anything in particular aside from you know having people see the show that you guys are looking forward to with presenting this show? I think uh, uh, so. This show, I mean, it came from that being in that other show and and the war being an important element. But what I found and coming up to the armistice, what I found was the anniversary of the armistice was important, was was telling this other story and talking about different perspectives. Hmm. And so I'm hoping that one of the, the biggest things that we're hoping to achieve with this show is is to make people think about. The war. Think about the, the world, world war. Mm. As you know, as and think, think about more perspectives. Think yeah. about things outside of yourself. Yeah. Like we're yeah. living in a time right now where it's all about engaging with other perspectives, and it's mm-hmm. all about like learning new things and not turning the blinders like like we've done for so many years. Yeah. Uh, and opening like taking off the blinders. And so this, we're hoping that this show takes off the blinders in that time. You know, and talks about something that maybe we we thought we knew all about or didn't care all about, and yeah. now suddenly uh, we know something new, and mm. and and we're gonna look in. Maybe we'll look into it. Maybe we'll look into other things. Yeah. And yeah, I, I totally agree in that. That's the exact same thing. I, I think that's what our mission is. Our goal is is to tell the other story. You mm-hmm. know, you yeah. tell your story, you tell, which is always the hero story. You're always <laughs> the hero of your own story, right? And and to tell the other story from the person that didn't really win. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, how did they feel? Were they heroes of their own stories? Yes, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, how did they view uh, what happened? Yeah. And I think it's it's a good way to... Because I feel like theater it helps helps you to accept things in life. Theater mm-hmm. helps you to better understand different cultures, different values and ideologies. And I think culture does it. And I think we want to stick with that mm-hmm. same status quo with what culture, what, what theater brings to individuals mm-hmm. and, and to to just give better understanding and enrich people's life and their perspectives. And nice. I think that's what we want yeah. um, is people to leave and be like, okay, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we want. That's yeah. what we, 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 we want people to feel that inertia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's interesting because, you know, you're talking about like this, you, you stressed world war, yeah. which is, and as soon as you said that, I was like, well, that's because we usually think about it as like a British war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And true. that's how we're thinking about it. But it is, it, it is so much more than that and affected so many more people. countries, people, places. So yeah. uh, I think I'm looking forward to seeing this. this, is, this yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming and doing this, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for your time. This has been a Homebody Productions production.